Welcome back, friends, and for you first-time viewers to our podcast called Make It Plain. And this is why we're here, because we want to tackle very relevant issues as well as biblical subjects and make them plain from the Word of God. So if this is your first time, don't forget to watch our other episodes. You can find them here on YouTube. You can also listen to them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just check the description box here on YouTube and you can see the links to those other platforms. We have a very relevant subject today, so please stay tuned because everyone right now is talking about the war going on between Israel and Hamas. And for Christians and Bible scholars, they're raising the questions, will we see when will we see the rise of the Antichrist? When will be the Great Tribulation? When will the rapture take place? They believe that a, a second, well, another temple is going to be built in Israel. So many things surrounding this war. And so we want to address as many of these questions as we can. We won't get through all of it because it's so deep, but we want to make certain of these doctrines from the Bible plain for you. So please stay tuned. I do want to introduce my co-hosts, Andrew and Richard. Are you ready to get into God's Word today? Absolutely. I'm ready to make it plain. Okay, so let's go through this because we do have a few clips to get through. There was a recent um, interview that was done on CBN, and they were talking about this very same issue, Israel and Hamas, and its relation to end-time prophecy. So they introduced or they interviewed a, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Kinley, and so we're just going to listen to uh, this first clip and set the foundation. And the first thing we want those who are watching, listening to comprehend in the first clip mm -hmm. is that he's an author mm -hmm. and he claims to be a prophecy expert. That's right. Prophecy. Let's roll this. In fact, he has his own YouTube channel called Prophecy Pros Podcast. Mm. So let's listen to him. Jeff Kinley, you were one of the first names I thought of over the weekend when this invasion uh, from Hamas into Israel unfolded for a variety of reasons. Uh, but as a as a prophecy expert, and I just want to mention this, we're going to get into it after, you host a show, a great show called Prophecy Pros Podcast. You also have um, a litany of books, but the latest is God's Grand Finale, where you talk about a lot of these end times themes. But as a prophecy expert, what has been going through your mind since seeing the news on Saturday morning? You know, and this prophecy expert, mm -hmm. as we shall see later on, he's not intelligent as it relates to end-time prophecy and its application. Mm -hmm. He needs to go through a remedial course as it relates to end-time prophecy, studying God's Word. And one reason why we are addressing this, this is CBN, Christian Broadcast Network. Network. Absolutely. Over 1.6 mm -hmm. million subscribers. Mm -hmm. And this particular video interview that we will, be, will we, we will be addressing, the video has over almost, I should say, 1 million views on this one video. And God has called us to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Yes, right. And that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look at the second clip mm -hmm. where Jeff Kinley and the interviewer began to deal with Israel in Bible prophecy. That's right, that's right. 
I love what the book of Isaiah says in, in Isaiah chapter uh, chapter 66 and verse 8 says, Who has heard of such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Can a nation be born uh, in a day? Uh, can a nation be brought forth all at once? And of course, in one day, May 14th, 1948, it all came together. So it really ought to cause us in a day, Billy, when none of us are really wowed or amazed at anything, this should amaze us that these ancient prophecies have come true in modern times and we can watch it in real time happening. So in essence, he's stating that on May 14th, 1948, was when the prophecy of Isaiah 66 and verse 8 was actually fulfilled. We are going to see why I just said they both and others need a remedial course mm -hmm. as it relates to studying prophecies, yes. interpret, interpreting it correctly, and giving the proper application. In verse 8, which he mentioned, Isaiah 66, it says, Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. The very verse tells you that it's talking about not 1948, uh -huh. May 14th, but the second coming of Christ. Jesus Christ. That's right. How do we arrive at Bible truth? You compare right. one scripture with another on the same theme. Correct. First mm -hmm. Corinthians 2 13, Matthew 18 16, mm -hmm. Isaiah 28, verse 10. And verse 9. Yeah. That's how we comprehend and interpret God's word. Mm -hmm. And context is Seven. always king. That's yes. right. Let's take a look at verse 5. Mm -hmm. Let's see the context of this in verse 5. All right. Hear the word of the Lord, you that tremble at his word. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear. What is that? He will appear to your joy, That's and they shall be ashamed. Appear when? At the second, the second coming. coming. That's right. Let's continue. A voice, verse 6, a voice of noise from the city, uh -huh. a voice from the temple, uh -huh. a voice of the Lord. When will God's voice be heard from a temple in connection with him appearing? That's the second coming of Christ when he shall return again for his people. Now, preacher, is there a text to confirm what you're saying? Well, let's go to, we can, we can go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 16, verse 15, 16, going on. Verse on 16, with, amen. Yeah. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a shout mm -hmm. the voice of the archangel, yeah. trump of God, and the, the dead, dead in Christ, Christ shall arise first. Keep yes. on down to verse 7. Mm -hmm. You have verse 7 there, preacher? No. Verse 7, says, before, go ahead, go ahead, finish up. No, 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 go ahead. It says, before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, context, as you said, context, context. is everything. And Christ right. took those words yeah. from verse 7 in John 16, mm -hmm. verse 20 yeah. through verse 22. Yeah. Jesus says, the world shall rejoice, but you, my people, shall lament, be in mm -hmm. sorrow, mm -hmm. as when a woman is in travail That's right. in birth. Mm -hmm. but, when, but when she brings forth, forth the man-child... Then she shall rejoice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave you, but one day I will come again. Mm -hmm. second, coming. second coming. Then verse 8. Mm -hmm. It's second coming. That's not right. 1948. Mm -hmm. Right. CBN. Right. That's Jeff Kinley. Not May 14th, 1948. 
Isaiah 66, it's talking about the second coming of Christ. Right. By the way, some chapters have a title uh -huh. on top. It's talking about the second coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And you know, when you mentioned about travail, a woman being in travail, I was turning over here to First Thessalonians five, which mentions as well that for ye yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Yes, sir. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and uh, they shall not escape. Second coming. Yeah. That's right. So as you continue reading, it's talking about God's people going through a time of crisis, being delivered from it, and Jesus appears. That's and right. Isaiah 66, mm -hmm. the, the same text we reference, beginning in verse 5 again and mm -hmm. verse 6, and a voice from the temple, that's Revelation 16, mm -hmm. and yeah. verse 17, mm -hmm. a voice from the temple, and what three words will Christ utter at that time? It is done thank you, you so much finished. second coming second coming oh, i yes. mean even in my bible it says new heavens and new earth Correct. as a contextual For isaiah isaiah 66 thank you brother. subtitle not 1948 not 1948 so, so he, he yes so he said he's again he's a prophecy expert he he may very well be very you know ignorant of these things we're not lambasting the brother here but we have to again show what the bible actually teaches about these subjects right so again we're not hey let's go against um, and the problem is they have gone to these seminaries yeah, that, yeah. that were that are teaching, have been teaching heresy. Yeah. Right? And they sat there and listened to other so-called yeah. famous preachers mm -hmm. who are giving their own opinion and not allowing the Bible to explain itself. That's right. That's right. Yeah. In, in the next clip, he goes on to mention Ezekiel 36. Yeah. All right, let's take a look. But, you know, Ezekiel, I want to read Ezekiel 36, 24, because I, I find this really compelling. It says, you know, for I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. And you you read scriptures like that written thousands of years before 1948. Mm. Now, there may be some people who say, no, 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 that's referring to something else. Another event that already happened. Is there any other event that that could be referring to? No, there's there's literally nothing. And you can trace through all of history in the past 2,000 years since the Jews were expelled from the land, and we can't find anything in history that even remotely comes close. So he says, Ezekiel 36 and verse 24, do you have it there? Yes. It's actually talking about 1948. They love that date or whatever love reason. that when... Uh, when Israel became a, a official nation. nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse 24, what it says mm -hmm. there? It says, for I will take you... For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. Now, respectfully, mm -hmm. Jeff Kinley said there's no history, there's no historical record that fulfills this verse. Well, let me share with him and others mm -hmm. what fulfilled this verse. First thing we need to understand, where was Ezekiel when he wrote Ezekiel 36? Mm -hmm. Ezekiel had already been carried down into Babylonian right. captivity. Yeah. Exactly. There were three times when Nebuchadnezzar besieged Jerusalem and brought the Israelites down into captivity. In the first siege, he brought Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and others into captivity. Mm -hmm. The second siege, Ezekiel was brought down into captivity. So Ezekiel is already in Babylon, looking back, as it were, in vision, what's happening in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. how they're coming down next yep. yes. in the third and final siege. 
and Jerusalem shall be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at the context of Ezekiel 36. Let's begin now in verse 16. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, verse 17, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own way and by their doings. Their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman. Now stop right there. So whenever we're about to make a statement, I'm going to tell you where we're going, then read it in the Bible. Yes. So what fulfilled verse 24? It was when Jerusalem was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar uh -huh. in the days of Zedekiah, king of Israel. They were brought into Babylonian captivity. Then later on, Medo-Persia controlled Babylon. Uh -huh. Then God says, you're going down, but I'm going to bring you back to mm -hmm. Jerusalem, yes. to rebuild Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And what were some of those prominent men who assisted in the rebuilding of Jerusalem? You have Nehemiah, Nehemiah Ezra. Ezra. Ezra, who mm -hmm. else? Zerubbabel, Joshua, the yeah. son of Josedek. Mm -hmm. Look at verse 17 now. So Israel defiled their land. Verse 18, wherefore I poured my fury, underscore fury, upon them for the blood that they had shed, underscore, they killed God's prophets, mm -hmm. and for their idols wherewith they had polluted, underscore polluted. Does anyone have verse 19? It says, And I scattered them among the heathen, and they were dispersed through the countries. According to their way and according to their doings, I judge them. Go to Second Chronicles 36. I'll read verse 24 now. For I will take you from among the heathen, and gather you out of all countries. Yes. Do you see that now? They were scattered. Yeah. And I will bring you into your own land. Mm -hmm. Let's run over quickly. Do you have 2 Chronicles? 36. Go to verse 14 of 2 Chronicles 36. Go ahead. Start it off. It says, Moreover, all the chief of the priests and the people transgressed very much after all the abominations of the heathen and polluted the house of the Lord, which he had hollowed in Jerusalem. What's that key word? Uh, polluted. 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 Comparing scripture. Which scripture? On the same point. Mm. Then verse 15 and verse 16, they mocked and despised and killed the prophets. Read verse 16. Let's see if we can find a word synonymous to the word fury mm -hmm. from Ezekiel 36. Who has it? Mm. It says here, but they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord right. arose against his people till there was no Remedy. What's that word? Synonymous to fury. Wrath. Wrath. Yep. So we we see the parallel uh -huh. comparing scripture with scripture on the same point. Verse 17 now, God brought the Chaldees, yep, destroyed the young and the people there. Verse 18, they were led into Babylon. Mm -hmm. Read verse 19 now. And they uh -huh. burnt the house of God and break down the wall of Jerusalem and burnt all the palaces thereof with fire and destroyed all the goodly vessels thereof. Verse 20. And them, go ahead. And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon, captivity, where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. Until, mm -hmm. so they were to come back. Mm -hmm. Look at verse 22 now. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the word of God spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah might be what? Accomplished. Accomplished. Yeah. All right. God stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, uh -huh. king of Persia, right? He made a proclamation. Look at verse 23 now. Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me, and he hath charged me to build him an house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. 
Who is there among you of mm. all his people? Yes. The Lord his God be with him. And let him go, back go up, up or go back up to Jerusalem. And note what, what book follows Second Chronicles 36. Book of, book of Ezra, Ezra. Yeah. verse 1, Cyrus gives the proclamation. There it is. Verse 2, Cyrus says now, look at verse 3. Yes. Who is there among you? Of all his people, mm -hmm. his God be with him. Let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah. And what, Richard? Build the house of the Lord. Case closed. God okay. of Israel. Case closed. That's, that's it. It's yeah. clear. So yep. that is mm -hmm. the fulfillment of Ezekiel 36 and verse 24. Mm -hmm. I'll bring you back into your land. Not 1948. Mm -mm. Nope. And notice, when they were brought back to Jerusalem after 70-year captivity, Babylon, Persia, and so on and so forth. Cyrus gave that proclamation. Then came Darius. Then came Artaxerxes. When they went back, they not only built, rebuilt Jerusalem, but they erected the sacrificial service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had the temple again. Again, yep. right? Mm -hmm. For the, the first advent of Christ. That's right. If 1948 was the fulfillment, mm. is there a temple? There's no temple right now. Is there, no. You see my point? Yep. And we're told in the book, Early Writings, page 76, I saw old Jerusalem will not be rebuilt. rebuilt. Case closed. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're looking for a temple to be rebuilt, which is not going to be rebuilt here on earth, as many expect. Mm -hmm. So they're looking for the wrong thing. Right. And so what is the purpose of a temple? To worship. Sacrifice. Sacrifice and worship. Yeah. But when mm -hmm. Christ died, those came to an end. They ceased. So what's happening right now in Israel? All right. <laughs> but here's the thing. Someone may ask, okay, well, if since that is the application now, what would that mean for the latter times? Because they're saying, okay, the, the, the latter times, the Jews are going to come back. They're going to rebuild the temple. The Antichrist I is going to be in the mix of all this. How, how can we identify who the true spiritual Israel or God's people are in these last days? Make it plain. Mm. Okay, let's go to Romans chapter. Let's go to Romans chapter. Let's go start at verse 2. Romans chapter 2. Let's go there, friends. Okay, and you can, all, you can all jump in as needed here. Romans chapter 2. Because again, this has an end time application for us. Will it just be the Jews who are going to be called God's people and be mm. saved? Biological. Biological Jews? Those who accept Christ and his truth. All right. Let's go to Romans chapter 2. Get in my Bible here. Are we there? Yes. All right. Read verse 28. Let's start there. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, mm -hmm. which is outward in the flesh. Verse, but he is ahead. a Jew, which is one inwardly, mm. and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. So mm. Paul is telling us here that a person who is now God's people in these last days, the end time Jews, the, the, the true spiritual Jews, are not by blood-born Jews, but by what? Inwardly, by the heart. Conversion. Conversion through acceptance, accepting Jesus Christ yes. as the Messiah and as Savior. Yes, sir. Let's go down to Romans chapter 10. Mm. Okay. Romans chapter 10. Let's go. Romans chapter 10, and look at verse number 12. Jared, you want to start there? Romans 10, 12 says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Mm -hmm. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And verse 13, for whosoever, who does whosoever uh, insinuate? Jew or Greek, anyone. Jew or all in, race. Any, anyone. Anyone, all anyone races, from any race who accept Christ and his truth. For there is no, uh, verse, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be 
Save. That's right. right. Shall and, be saved. And the person writing this, we have to understand, Paul, he is a Jew. Yeah. He was the Benjamin. Jew of the Jews. Yep. Uh, chapter 11. That's right. Romans yeah. 11, verse 1. He says, yep. you know, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. So he has a right to speak on behalf of the Jews. And he clearly says, it's not about blood, race, or connection. It's about your connection with Christ. Right. Uh, look at Romans 9 as well. Mm -hmm. he, he lays it out beautifully. I love this scripture. Romans 9, verse 24, verse 25. He's actually quoting from the book of Hosea. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he says in verse 24, Even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, mm -hmm. but also of whom? Gentiles. The Gentiles. Yes. Now notice verse 25 as he quotes Hosea, yes. Old Testament. Yes, sir. He says, and he saith also in Hosea, I will call them my, my people, people mm. which were not my people, mm -hmm. and her beloved, which was not beloved. Mm. So who did God call his people in the Old Testament? The Israelites. Jews, by, race. Right. by race. By race. Right. Blood. And but. the other surrounding nations at that time were not considered his chosen people mm -hmm. to evangelize the world. But since the death of Christ, and, and we see that the... The gospel went forward to the Gentiles, Acts 13, verse 42. God is saying, anyone who calls upon my name, who accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior, his sacrifice for them, can be saved, and they will be called my people. Uh, How does God call his people all throughout the Bible? Israel. Israel. That's Israel. it. Yep. Uh, Acts 13, 47. 47. Okay, 47. so let's go now to Galatians. Uh -huh. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, same point. Uh -huh. Galatians chapter 3. And we shall begin with verse 26. Skip on down to verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized mm -hmm. into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 28 through 29. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Mm -hmm. All right. For ye are all one in Christ oh, Jesus. Yes. And if you be Christ's, if you belong to Christ's, baptized into Christ. Then are you Abraham's seed mm -hmm. and heirs according to the, the promise. promise. Mm -hmm. Abraham's seed, mm -hmm. you are now a spiritual Jew. Spiritual Jew. Once you are baptized in spirit and in truth, mm -hmm. once you accept Christ Jesus, you are now called a Jew, Abraham's seed mm. and heirs of that same promise. promise. That's promise. right. That's promise. right. And again, just to make that previous scripture clear, that's Acts 13, 46 and 47, where the the gospel, the apostle said, we go to the Gentiles. Correct. That's right, that's right. And you know that promise that God gave to Abraham back in that Genesis chapter 12 and onward, that he would make through Abraham a great nation. Right. And how many nations must receive the message of mm -hmm. the Bible, of the Bible truth? Every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Mm. It's not just the blood-born literal Jews, but no. as you, as we we're discussing, every nation, tongue, people. And of course, let's let's make this plain as well. Are Jews lost? No. As individuals, Jews can be saved. They just have to meet the biblical conditions, accepting right. Christ, you know, renouncing their sins just like all of us, and of course, following his word, and they can be saved. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Let's continue. Let's go to the Moving next clip. clip, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Now, I mentioned, obviously, Ezekiel 36. The chapters that follow, you have Ezekiel 38, and this is something you and I have talked about many times, but I do want to bring it up because, you know, obviously, that regathering 
happened and is continuing to, to happen. People are continuing to come back into Israel. But in Ezekiel 38, you have this conversation about Gog of the land of Magog. Mm. And this is the one of the pieces that a lot of prophecy experts will debate over and argue over. But this, in your view, has not yet happened, this invasion, correct? Tell us a little bit about that. Mm. So he's going to take this scripture, yeah. Ezekiel 38, Gog and Magog, and actually say it is going to be fulfilled now because of May 14th, 1948. Yeah. It could not have been fulfilled until 1948. Let's take a look at the actual scripture. Yeah. Yeah. The context is king. Mm -hmm. The context comes first, and then we compare scripture with scripture, with scripture on the same theme. Yeah. In the same Ezekiel 38 about Gog and Magog, mm -hmm. let's take a look at verse 22. Mm -hmm. Verse 22 says, and I will plead against him, this is Gog and Magog, uh -huh. with pestilence, underscore pestilence, uh -huh. with blood. And I will rain upon him yeah. and upon his bands, that means group of people, and upon many people that are with him, and overflowing rain uh -huh. and great hail stones, uh -huh. fire and brimstone. Uh -huh. I am going to make it plain. Yes. Ezekiel 38 will be fulfilled in a time when it is the mark of the beast and after the 1,000 years. Now, let's speak about the mark of the beast first. How do we get that? Yes. From verse 22. I will plead against him with pestilence. Yes. So where do we find pestilence, blood, and hailstones? Mm -hmm. Then later on, we'll come to fire and brimstone. Yep. Revelation 14, verse 9 through verse 11, if any man worship beast and image, image and receive his mark, mark, the same shall receive God's wrath. Yep. Right. Verse 11, fire and brimstone. Uh -huh. yep. Number one. Mm -hmm. Then you go to Revelation 16. The first plague is a pestilence, uh -huh. sores and boils for those who worship the beast and his image and receive his mark. Right. Right. In the same chapter 16 of Revelation, it mentions blood, water's becoming blood, blood. Mm -hmm. Oceans, the rivers, seas, yeah. the, the water drinking, the drinking water mm -hmm. from faucets turned into blood. Right. So we know what time frame this is. It's talking about the time of the mark of the beast crisis. Yeah, even the plague. With the seven last That's plagues. Right. The plagues. Right. Now, I can't cover all the points. Someone needs yeah. to address now <laughs> the 1,000 years. Of course. Take it away. Of course. And even to just embellish that point before we move on, look at verse 19 as well. And 18 and 19, it mentions those same synonymous words, fury and wrath, yes. showing that God is pouring out his fury and his wrath upon the unrepentant, uh -huh. which is poured out in the seven last plagues, Revelation 16, 1 and 2, Revelation 15, 1 and 2 as well. But as, yes, you had a point. No, no, no. Go, go, go. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, Cut your train of thought. I'm, yes. going, I'm going right to Revelation 20. Let's go. Revelation 20. So again, Ezekiel 38, um, as he mentioned, verse 8, it also mentions in the latter days. Uh -huh. Yes. Stick the point. So let's make it plain. Mm -hmm. Have we ever seen a nation be destroyed with fire and brimstone? Yes. Which nation? Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Any other? Any other? No. 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 Fire. No, no other. No. <laughs> that means Ezekiel 38 hard. is yet to be fulfilled. Future. Yeah, be future. That's it. Yeah. Simply put, yeah. verse 22, yeah. it is fire and brimstone. Mm -hmm. So whatever Gog and Magog is, yes. whatever Gog and Magog represent, it's not Sodom and Gomorrah, mm -hmm. fire and brimstone. It has to be 
future. Let's find it now. Mark of the Beast is one application. Let's go now. Revelation chapter 20. So you have that. Revelation chapter 20. Look at verse number... Let's start with number seven. Mm -hmm. It says, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan will be loose out of his prison, Mm -hmm. and he shall go to deceive the nations Mm -hmm. which are in the four quarters of the earth. Here is our term. Gog and Magog Mm -hmm. to gather them together to battle, and the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Verse 9, it shows that they come past the city. Mm -hmm. So we see a great multitude of people who the devil deceives. It says then Gog Gog and Magog, and they go forward to attack the city. Similar language as we see in Ezekiel 38, where there's a gathering, Mm -hmm. again, of people. Uh um, And they notice now that the people of God are safe. I'm looking at Ezekiel 38, verse 14. It says, Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord God, In that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? Uh Yes, they're going to know it. Because, oh, look, okay, here it is. Verse 15. It, the similar language about a great company of people. Verse 15, it says, And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses. Then it says, underscore this, a great company and a mighty army. This is Satan corralling the wicked to then attack the city, which they know, the wicked, that the people inside the city who are with God are safe. This is that great battle in Revelation 20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The battle of Armageddon. That's right. Essentially. I'm not going to re- re- reiterate that point, but that's that's that's, that's it right there. Yeah, that's yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. So let's nail this then. Yes, go ahead. Okay. So if someone were to ask you, we, us, what is Gog and Magog? Who do Gog and Magog represent? Let's give a plain answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Gog and Magog represent the unrepentant sinners that are resurrected after the 1,000 years. Revelation 20. Be very clear mm-hmm. what, what Gog and Magog represent. Uh-huh. So in verse number 8, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Verse 8. And let's begin in verse 7. And when the 1,000 years are expired, Satan shall be loosed, underscore loosed, mm-hmm. out of his prison, right? And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, comma, Gog and Magog, mm-hmm. to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Mm-hmm. So it is connected to a time after the 1,000 years, Satan is loose, and now he can deceive the nations, Gog and Magog. Mm-hmm. So Gog and Magog are two words that mean the nations. So who are these nations Satan will be able to deceive after the 1,000 years? It's the wicked. Who are resurrected Correct. after the 1,000 years. years. So verse 1, Satan is bound, mm-hmm. right? Verse 2, he's bound for 1,000 years. Mm-hmm. Verse 3, he cannot tempt anybody. Why is that so? Because everyone is dead and the righteous are in heaven. So the, first, so the second coming of Christ, we find four groups. Second coming of Christ takes place, right? Yep. Uh There is uh, the righteous who are alive, Mm -hmm. the wicked who are alive, two groups, Yep. right? Then comes the first resurrection for the righteous. Mm -hmm. Then you have the special resurrection for the wicked. Uh Those who smite me, you'll see me come. Revelation. Four groups now. When Christ comes, he ushers up to meet him 
the righteous who are alive. Yes. Uh-huh. And the righteous who, uh, who is raised in the first resurrection. Right. Uh-huh. That's two groups going up that make God's saints. Who are left? The righteous, the wicked, the wicked who are alive, and the wicked who come up in the special resurrection. Yes. Uh-huh. A partial resurrection. They are smitten dead mm-hmm. with the brightness of his coming. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 through verse 12. Make sense now? Uh-huh. So there's nobody on earth to tempt. Uh-huh. Satan is here for 1,000 years. Mm-hmm. The saints are weird. In heaven. And you cover that. So once the city comes down, the devil now sees who's in the city. Mm-hmm. The 1,000 years are expired. The second resurrection takes place, which is verse 5 and verse 6 and verse 7 of Revelation 20. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now he has who to tempt? The nations mm-hmm. which are called Gog and Magog. Now, before I move on, if you take your concordance, the Strong's exhaustive concordance, look up that word Magog uh-huh. in Revelation 20 and verse 8. The number in the dictionary is 3098. Magog, you're smiling. Do you know what it means? Go ahead. Magog <laughs> actually means anti Christian party, hmm. anti-Christian group. Now, you know what I was doing now. Uh-huh. Setting I, it up. I'm jumping for, I'm going to nail this now. Nail it. So Magog means anti-Christian party, mm-hmm. anti-Christian group. Does the context of Revelation 20 confirm this? Look mm-hmm. at verse 9. Mm-hmm. Verse 9, do you want a piece of it? Yeah. Take it. It says, and they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints. This is, this is Gog and Magog and Satan, right? Exactly. Okay, and the ahead. saints referring to the righteous. Mm-hmm. So they compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Okay, let's find the anti-Christian part in it. Richard, do you want a piece of it? Oh, uh, yes. Verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast, false prophet, are. And they shall be tormented day and night forever Whoa. and ever. Do you see the anti-Christian party? Yeah, we the see. The anti-Christian group now. Yep, we see that. Who comprise the anti-Christian group? Antichrist. So we have the, the devil there, we have the beast, and the false All prophet. All three. Prophet. Is Satan antichrist? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Is the beast antichrist? Mm-hmm. Is the false prophet antichrist? That's it. Magog, mm-hmm. anti-Christian party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're so deceived because they think that they can actually take over the city. Yeah. In, in another study, we'll address who the beast is. Uh-huh. It's, it's, not a, it's not a lion or, no. or a tiger or some bear, right? Mm-hmm. Who the beast is and who the false prophet is. False prophet. Mm-hmm. right? Because we cannot be in either of those groups mm-hmm. that make up Magog. I want to be in the city Amen. and not among Magog. What do you say? Amen. 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 So again, we see it clearly from Scripture, Ezekiel 38. As it mentions, it's for the last days, mm-hmm. and Revelation 20 clearly outlines what will take place. So let's take another clip from Jeff Kinley. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a coalition of nations that are surrounding Israel uh, in the book uh, of Ezekiel that essentially come against Israel, including Russia coming down from the north. So there's this alliance that's made between all of these nations, and by the way, every single one of them is a Muslim nation, with the exception, of course, of Russia. They all come together, and they have a launch of a, an attack against Israel uh, in a day. 
And the Bible uh, describes that, that it's going to happen in the latter days. It, it happens during a time when there's uh, there's a sense of, of peace and security in, in Israel and in the land. They're living in, in cities, unwalled cities that are unprotected. Well, obviously, this invasion has not happened. There's nothing in recorded history uh, because it couldn't have happened before 1948 because there was no Israel. And since 1948, it certainly hasn't happened as well. So it has to be some future date. Uh, many Bible scholars place it around the time of the beginning of what's known as the tribulation period, sometime after the rapture. Uh, but we don't know the exact date. We just know that it's going to come sometime in the latter days. But it certainly hasn't happened yet. Well, what we uh -huh. can understand from what he said, because again, this is his interpretation of Ezekiel 38. The only thing that he's correct on there is that it hasn't happened yet. It. it is true. It hasn't happened yet because it takes place after the second coming of Christ, after the 1,000 years. years, then this battle of Gog and Magog takes place right there, which brings the final destruction of the wicked and Satan, sin and death as well. So when he looked at Ezekiel 38, he's taking those nations listed there yes. as literal, literal for the last days, mm -hmm. which is not the case. Correct. Let's move on to the next clip. And now he's going to go deeper on this subject and even mention the antichrist. And we're and we're waiting to see some peace before that happens hold on, it sounds like. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on, absolutely. Hold on. Set the thing up. This is Jeff Kinley actually taking the scripture, mm -hmm. one of the most important Old Testament scripture yes, uh -huh. about the year when Christ would die. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew Passover God's lamb must be sacrificed. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But what year? The prophecy that outlines the actual year of the Messiah's crucifixion. Jeff Kinley took that scripture, hmm. says it applies to the Antichrist. Wow. Yeah. And many evangelicals do the same today. Jeff Kinley, give me a call. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's study. Let's pray and study. Let's go. And we're, and we're waiting to see some peace before that happens, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel 9, 26 and 27 speaks of the Antichrist striking a peace treaty in Israel. Now, here's what's very interesting right now. Right now, we've there has just been created a war in the Middle East. Mm. Uh, there is more volatility. Uh, we don't know what else is going to happen in this war, how bad it's going to get. But at any time, if someone stepped in right now and just brought complete tranquility uh, to those raging seas of war, that person would be hailed as the Messiah, as a supernatural sage, as a prince of peace, if you will. And the Bible says, and finally, in the last days, that's going to happen. So I really do see this war as contributing to that boiling cauldron of the Middle East uh, that will boil to an overboiling point that the Antichrist will eventually come in and bring peace to that. So yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but certainly as making those preconditions ready for that war. That's kind of a lengthy. Just give us the first few seconds of that clip one more time. All right, let's Because every Bible student should be shouting at the monitor right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, that's no. incorrect. Yep. And we're and we're waiting to see some peace before that happens. It sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel 9, 26 and 27 speaks of the Antichrist striking a peace treaty in Israel. Now, here's what's very... There it Ooh. is. So History. he takes Daniel 9, 26 uh -huh. and 27, and says it talks about Antichrist striking a peace treaty. First of all, Antichrist is not mentioned there. And this is one entire prophecy. It's all connected. The events, 
go pretty much chronologically. And it starts in verse 24 down through verse 27. Uh We don't have time, friends, to unpack all of this in this presentation. It's lengthy, but the way marks are there proving what took place at every stage. But to summarize it, in verse 24, it says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people. This is uh, Daniel receiving, uh, an angel is giving Daniel an understanding of this 70 weeks prophecy. And God is saying, look, Daniel, you and your people have 70 prophetic weeks, not literal weeks, prophetic weeks to get it right, to stop sinning, to uh, make yourself right with me, be righteous, and to accept the Messiah which is what it says in verse 25. Right. So when you go through the waymarks of the prophecy, it shows us when Jesus was anointed as Messiah, when he died, and even the final, uh, you could say, event of the prophecy with the stoning of Stephen. It was a time for the Jews to get it right, or else God would now cut them off as his people. That last week, as it is mentioned in verse uh, 27, it's not talking about the Antichrist, but it's speaking about Jesus confirming the, the covenant, his Ten Commandments, as well as even uh, the, the new covenant, as it's called, to write the law in our hearts. Jeremiah 31, Hebrews chapter 10. That's what it's speaking about. But they misapply this and say it is speaking about a future time, mm. seven-year period of tribulation in the future. Antichrist is going to do these things in Israel. Where do we see that? Where do we see that in scripture? Ask him. I don't see it. He's a he's a he's a prophecy expert, I suppose, but hey. So the context of Daniel 9 is speaking about Christ the Messiah, not mm-hmm. the Antichrist. So let's answer the question then. Well, who or what is the Antichrist? Mm-hmm. What what characteristics can we give? And again, we can't go deep in detail, but we can show the we can show the the, the true from the false. Yes, sir. Right? Let's look at some of the characteristics of Antichrist. All right. Okay. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. Let's start there. 1 John chapter 2. And look, let's look at verse, verse 18. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18. It says here, Little children, it is the last time, and as we have heard, that Antichrist, mm-hmm. they're singular, shall come. Even now are many Antichrists. So there's a separation here. So there's an antichrist, mm-hmm. an individual, and there are other many antichrists yes. with signals and inferences that the antichrists, plural, have the characteristics of the antichrist, mm-hmm. whereby we know that it is the last time. So let's look at some of the characteristics now. Skip on down to verse 22. All right. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, mm-hmm. or taking a prophecy mm-hmm. that applies to Christ, Christ. and yeah. say it applies to the Antichrist. <laughs> Antichrist. <laughs> Lord have mercy on us. What does the Bible say he is? He is Antichrist mm. that denied the Father and the Son. Mm-hmm. So one of the characteristics that define the Antichrist is that he does what? He denies whom? The Father and the Son. Yes, sir. Okay? Denies even the Godhead. That's it. Okay. Let's take another scripture. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. Mm-hmm. 1 John chapter 4, and I believe it is verse number 3. Jay, you want to read that? It says, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh Mm -hmm. is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. Notice this. Mm -hmm. And even now already is it in the world. Mm. Even now. That's a very key point because the Antichrist is in the world. 
right now, but many people don't see that. Let's connect this one with Second John chapter one and verse seven. Okay. And see another chief characteristic. The Antichrist is someone who is against Christ. Anti to be against, to oppose Jesus Christ. Verse seven, second John chapter one, verse seven. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a what? Deceiver, Deceiver. and Antichrist. So this person, this entity even, who is the Antichrist, is against Christ, opposes Christ, uh-huh. and is a deceiver. deceiver. So where do we see similar language? Because again, how we study the Bible is comparing one scripture with another, spiritual things with spiritual things. Uh-huh. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, chapter two, Paul was speaking to those in Thessalonica, as well as even to us in these last days, about Mm -hmm. this same power, the same spirit. Verse 3, he says, Let no man do what? Deceive you Mm -hmm. by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. What does he do? Verse 4. He opposeth. And exalteth hmm. himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. So he receives worship, worship instead of God, in place of God. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Mm-hmm. So remember, Antichrist to be against, to oppose. Mm-hmm. It is verse 4. Mm-hmm. This person opposes, exalts himself above mm-hmm. all that is called God. And the key part is he receives worship, worship yep. and he calls himself God. Mm. So who is the chief person who has opposed God um, and thought to be above God in Isaiah chapter 14? Who is the chief person? That's Lucifer. That's that's Lucifer, Mm -hmm. formerly called Lucifer, who is now called Satan. Right. He is that first person who embodies the spirit of Antichrist, Mm -hmm. but he also will work through people and an agency on earth to do the same. Right. So what person today claims to be God? claims to be God on earth, mm-hmm. who receives worship, a person that even people go and bow down and, and kiss his ring, mm-hmm. uh, an individual that world leaders go to, they look to, and they, they, they say, this person is a man of peace. Mm. Let's make it plain. This is none other than the Pope of Rome, mm-hmm. the Roman Catholic hierarchy, the Roman mm. church. No other entity receives these type of characteristics. And the Bible likens him unto not only the man of sin, but the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Because he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God. He claims to be the vicar of Christ. Right. The mediator between God and man. Mm-hmm. Because when you go to the Roman Catholic Church, you have to, again, kiss his ring, but you can bow, you have to bow down and, and confess your sins to the priests and all of that for them to forgive you of your sins. Yes, sir. And so the Bible declares that there's an individual, there's an entity, yea, even a man of sin, who takes on the prerogative of Antichrist, even Lucifer himself, and mm-hmm. the Bible styles him as the Antichrist. All right. Let okay. me get a piece of the action. Yes. All right. Jump I in. need to step, step on the serpent's head. All right. Verse 4 mentions, he opposes, exalts himself above all that is called God, all that is worship. Mm-hmm. So which organization on this earth has tampered with, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have attempted to change, change. Yep. God's day of worship. Mm-hmm. Only one, mm-hmm. Roman Catholicism, the Roman Catholic hierarchy, mm-hmm. fulfilling Daniel 7 yep. and verse, verse 25. That's right. And we are told now, the popes of Rome mm-hmm. have always said, we have transferred the solemnity 
of God's Sabbath from the seventh day uh -huh. to the first day of the week, commonly called Sunday, anti-Christ. Mm -hmm. Very clear. And, yep. and that's another scripture which shows that same entity, Daniel 9, verse 25. Mm -hmm. uh, this Lord. person who, speak, who speaks great words against Daniel the Daniel 7. Daniel 7. What did I say? Daniel 9. Amen. Daniel right. 7. Don't be like Jeff Kinley, okay? That's right. We Amen. must make it plain. Daniel 7, verse 25. Amen. He speaks great words against the Most High and seeks to exalt himself. So we, we see it here. Again, Amen. friends, we're trying to get into everything, but we're... High points. High points. Amen. We can't hit it all in one study. Can't. It's, it's we'll, deep, but we have to make it plain. We'll be here all day. So let's continue on. Let's see an, another clip that Jeff Kinley speaks about. And now he's going to mention what will be the next chief event he believes is going to happen on the scene. Yes. And what we should be looking for as individuals, as Christians. Let's let Jeff Kinley speak. Hold on, himself. because many folks have been deceived by this. Yes. Mm -hmm. when, you, when we just spoke about Antichrist, uh -huh. the evangelicals are going to sleep on that point because they would say, oh... We are not Roman Catholics, so that doesn't apply to us. Mm -hmm. But when we address the so-called secret rapture, the rapture of the church, secret rapture, now we're talking to these evangelicals, mm -hmm. apostate Protestants. Yeah. The majority of them believe the church will be raptured mm -hmm. secretly and will not go through the time of trouble. Mm -hmm. Let's listen. And we're, and we're waiting to see some peace before that happens, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel 9, 26 and 20. And, you know, a lot of these events, obviously, nobody knows the day or the hour. In your view, based on your study of prophecy, what we can know in terms of what do you think the next event on the prophetic timeline is, the next definitive event that you think would, would happen based on what you see in Scripture? Well, as you, as you trace through Bible prophecy and the prophecies that relate to the end times, uh, there's one kind of hinge catalyst event that we're waiting on, and it's called the rapture of the church. And I believe that rapture event takes place at the beginning, right before the beginning of the tribulation period. Uh, there are no dates to that. There, there are no real uh, timings that we can attribute to this, what we call uh, the doctrine of imminency, meaning it could happen any time. Uh, but we don't believe the church, the bride of Christ, is going to be suffering through God's wrath during the tribulation period. So I see that as the very next prophetic event. And then the one right after that, at some point, whether it's weeks or months, will be the signing of that peace treaty with Antichrist that will officially begin the seven-year clock of the tribulation period. So, so there we go. Now, be, before we get into it, let's go back to the screen again, because um, we're going to tackle this, this rapture here. But we, want, again, want to bring relevance to this subject, because not only are many talking heads speaking about it, but there's also movies that have been coming out. One even this year, January 26th, as you can see on the screen, there was a movie called Left Behind, Rise of who? Antichrist. Antichrist. That came out this year. And this is not the first movie in this installment. There have been others, mm -hmm. even books written on the left behind. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But it's teaching a secret rapture. Mm -hmm. Some people just vanish while others are left here on earth to now remain there while the Antichrist arises. This is what many people teach. This is what many people believe. But what does the Bible say on the secret rapture? Well, let's, let's dig into the Word of God, because again, rapture simply means to be taken up, mm -hmm. to be brought up. We believe in that, that there will be a rapture, but yes. it won't be secret. Correct. Mm -hmm. This rapture, of course, we don't know the date or the time, but it will be 
when the second coming of Christ takes place. That's mm -hmm. when the rapture takes place. This is no secret. And the Bible scriptures we're going to now dive into and make it plain about is going to show us just that. So let's take our, let's take our first scripture right here. I'm armed for this part here. Yes, sir. Acts chapter 1. Let's start there because, again, we want to see Jesus. Okay. Who better to set the, set the stage than Christ himself? Acts chapter 1 and verse number, verse number 9. This is now, again, the first book of, first book, first chapter of Acts. Christ here, about to ascend. Verse 9 says, And when he, Jesus, had spoken these things, he was with his disciples, while they beheld, he was taken up, mm. and a cloud received him out of their sight. Okay. Verse 11. Talk to us. Which also said, Ye men of Galilee, the angels, they were, uh, um, they were there standing by in wide apparel. That's verse 10. Verse 11, they said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus now, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner mm -hmm. as you have seen him go into heaven. So if Jesus is coming back in like manner, the same way he left, what does that tell us? That these disciples saw him go up. Mm -hmm. That means his second coming is, or when he comes back again, we're also going to see him That's come right. as he left. Who, who else was there? Not just the... Uh, the apostles, apostles right. but angels, angels yep. were there. And yep. Matthew, I don't know if you were going here, Matthew but 24, right? Go Matthew ahead. 24, yep. it ahead. also says that. Let's look at verse number 31. We can hit two points with this one, mm -hmm. but it says, and he shall, verse 30, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, mm -hmm. and then shall all tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Mm -hmm. How many nations, how many tribes, it says, I mean, my Bible says make sure all the tribes of the earth. Just make sure you're reading that properly. Yeah, let's just make sure. All, right. It says all the tribes of the earth are going to see him with power and great glory. But angels, right? Verse 31. Verse 31 and yeah. he shall send his angels. angels with a great sound of a trumpet. That doesn't sound very secret to me. No. But read on. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven mm -hmm. to the other. Mm -hmm. That's it. So his coming, his coming is going to be in like manner. Literal. Mm-hmm. Physical, visible, as, and visible, and of course bodily, of course as well. That's right? right, and it's going to be loud, loud, because the same scripture, Matthew twenty four, mm -hmm. verse thirty one, he's mm -hmm. going to send his angels with the with the great sound of a trumpet. Mm -hmm. It's it's not going to be secret. No, all tribes will see him. Psalm fifty, same point. Mm -hmm. Okay, Psalm fifty, verse three. Let's go here real That's quick. Right. Let's hit that. And then we have to address some of their heavy-hitting scriptures that they used to prove a secret rapture. Mm -hmm. Psalm 50, verse 3, the Bible says this, Our God shall come and mm -hmm. shall not keep silence. Silent. Yep. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. Mm -hmm. We can go on with that. Let's go back to Matthew 24. All right. We you have to address this. You, had to, you want to jump in there? If, if error <laughs> was actually a person, <laughs> I would say, just give me a piece of the action. <laughs> because right now, I have yes. a double-edged sword mm -hmm. that is very sharp. Amen. And I need to pierce error's side. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I need to behead error right mm -hmm. now. That's right. They're telling us that the church, the bride of Christ, his words, will not go through the time of God's wrath. Uh -huh. yeah. That is erroneous as it comes. Let's go back to the Old Testament, then come forward. Mm -hmm. In Exodus 11 and 12, from chapter 3 of Exodus mm -hmm. through the Passover, 10 plagues fell upon Egypt. 10 plagues. Where were the Egyptians? 
on the earth. Where right. were the Hebrews? Same place. Right, right there. But God protecting mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Bible says now in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1 through verse 12, what happened in the time of Moses down there in Egypt will transpire just before the second coming of Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Ten plagues. Israel wasn't raptured up secretly. Mm. They were right there when God's plagues, God's wrath was being poured out. The Bible calls God's wrath the plagues. Revelation 15, verse 1, chapter 16, verse 1 and verse 2. Mm -hmm. The seven last plagues will be poured out. That's right. The time of God's wrath. Mm -hmm. Where are God's people going to be? Don't guess. That's the point with these men. Don't don't speculate. speculate. Get back to the Bible. God's people will be here, uh-huh. but they will be protected. protected Two right. last scriptures. Revelation 7, uh-huh. 7, 7, verse 13 through verse 14. Who are these? Mm-hmm. Whence course. came they? Mm-hmm. These are they, Come God's on. people, which came out of great tribulation, have washed their robes and made them white mm-hmm. in the blood of the Lamb. Last one. Mm-hmm. Give me a piece of the action. Let me behead Era's head. In Psalm 91. Mm. Mm-hmm. Psalm 91. That's a good one. Do I need to say more? Uh, yes. When the plagues are falling, mm-hmm. it says, Thousand shall fall at thy side, right. ten, ten thousand, thousand at thy, thy right, right hand. hand. The pestilence, the arrow by day, the mm-hmm. pestilence by night will not come nigh thee. thee. Mm-hmm. That's right. Verse, uh, I mean, verse 10 all the way down. All the way down. I will protect you. He will give his angels charge concerning mm-hmm. thee. When the plagues are falling, because he, that's us, have set our love upon him, therefore he would deliver us mm-hmm. and protect us from evil. In the time of trouble, that's mm. Psalm 91. That's, that's right. And that's as it. you look that's, throughout that's clear. all those accounts in the Bible, we see that God brought his people through the crisis. Mm-hmm. He didn't save them from the crisis in the, in the sense of they are just in heaven or in some other secret place and they're completely unaffected. They were in the midst of it, but they were protected from it. Look right. at Job. I mean, he went through the crisis. Yep. Of course, even his body was touched, right. but uh, God preserved him. Look at Daniel, uh, yes. not Daniel, but the three Hebrews. Mm-hmm. They were thrown into the fire. They went through the fire, mm-hmm. but God protected them from it. Yeah. And look at Noah even. Mm-hmm. When no, God, Daniel, Daniel, come on, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Daniel 6. Lion the lion's den. Lion's den. Come on, well. yeah, yeah, but not, the, not in the fire though. Lion's den. Amen. 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 And, and you also see Noah. When God destroyed the earth with the flood, he didn't rapture Noah up. Mm. He was delivered through the flood. That's right. And speaking of Noah, we have to hit this before we leave. We, we must hit this nail mm. on the head. Mm-hmm. Matthew 24. Yes. This, this, this must, like David, once he hit him with the stone, what did he do? He chopped the head off. Matthew 24. Look at verse number 37. Speaking about Noah, right? Mm-hmm. This is where many derive this secret rapture theory from. It says, but as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. That's key to remember. We'll mm-hmm. come back to that. Verse 38. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until, until when? Flood came. The day that Noah entered into the ark, verse 39, and knew not until the flood came and did what? Took them, Took all, them away. all away. Pause right there. Who, who were taken away when the flood came? The wicked. wicked. The wicked. Ah, okay. Remember that now. Now we will read the verses which they used to say, secret rapture. Verse 40. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken 
and the other left. Verse 41, who wants that? Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. So they portray it in the movies and they teach this in their books. Seminars their books and, books and, seminars. and from the pulpit. Seminaries. So all of a sudden, Christ is going to just take one person. They're just going to disappear and go to heaven. And another person is going to be left and they're going to remain here on earth. Left behind. Left behind. Mm-hmm. There it is. But that is not what the, the scripture context. is saying. Yes. Because one is taken, right? And the other one is left. Who does it say we're taking in verse 39? Because remember, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the last days. Verse 39, they knew not until the flood came, speaking about the wicked, and took them all away. Again, who were taking all away in the time of the flood? The wicked. The wicked. They were destroyed. So in verse 39 and verse 40, when one is taken and the other left, one is taken away, being destroyed by sin, and the other one is left to live eternally with Christ. Amen. Amen. Revelation 22, verse 12, my last scripture, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. He doesn't give rewards pre-tribulation. He gives rewards when he comes back the second time. Amen. Amen. Any last words, Amen. Pastor? Amen. Any last words? Uh, nothing? Uh, nothing? Uh, you opened up a can of worms. So just to be clear that the Make It Plain session here, this podcast platform, by God's grace, we want it to have the same positive impact as the ministry of John the Baptist in Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, Matthew 3, John yep, the Baptist, yep. a voice crying in the wilderness, in the wilderness to make what? Plain. Plain. Yes. Every, every mountain shall be brought low. Mm-hmm. Every rough places Maybe. shall be made plain. Mm-hmm. So all the, all the rough places out there, the false doctrines, we want to make it Clean. Amen. Amen. And we Amen. pray for, and we pray for the brother in his name? Jeff Kinley. Jeff Kinley. Let's pray for him. Yes. CBN. Yes. Yes. So again, we thank you for tuning in with us today. So much more could be said because the Bible is endless. Uh, God's truth is endless. But we pray that you have learned a few things, gathered a few things, written down some notes, and go back over this presentation. Listen to it again and ask the Lord to give you enlightenment so that we all can understand his truth. And ultimately, be prepared for the second coming of Jesus Christ because it is very near. We'll see you on the next episode. God bless you. We'll see you next time.